Hello and welcome to Ritter's Reality Roundup. I'm Adam Ritter and I am back to recap episode two of Australian Survivor All-Stars. What can I say about Australian Survivor this season is that the consistency continues. Another great episode. We see another winner go home in Jericho. A personal favourite of mine. Uh, look, I think Jericho's legacy here is pretty much stays fully intact. It's almost ironic in a way that we see him kind of be undone by this cookie alliance that he basically pioneered and engineered in his original season. So it's almost kismet in a way. And I kind of liked that they, we had this full circle journey for him going from being a winner to being first voted out of his tribe. Uh, one thing I really noticed this particular episode is that you know, people are here to play, but these majority alliances are forming. People know that in the pre-merge sort of game, you are trying to get that majority alliance and be on side and actually figure out where your numbers are. And I think a lot of what Vakama, the Yellow Tribe, this episode was going through was that figuring out of where the numbers are. And you see Phoebe and AK in the middle trying to basically make that decision. And did they choose right? I mean, time will tell, but I guess for me, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like we just saw way more of them bonding with the quote unquote prettier people than we did with the oldies. And I get that they probably really love and respect Jericho. I think AK was so uh, magnanimous in his vote out confessional towards Jerry saying that he does love him, but he's just too dangerous in this game. So I think there's that level of mutual respect there and I and I think that that was really nice to to see going back to the sort of the start of the game and you know the so the fallout of the Shane vote there really wasn't much fallout we sort of get this shoney anecdote at the start of, of the episode which they like to do I noticed that they kind of have these little funny stories that they interstill after the previously recap and then they kind of go into the actual show um, and we're kind of launched basically straight into people bonding, people having these tribal conversations and a reward challenge, which, you know, I love a good wrestling reward challenge. These challenges are always so hard fought every year. Um, I do like that, hopefully, that it's not a trend where we get these one-on-one -on -one versus challenges because I pointed that out in the past for champions versus contenders that that got a bit tiresome, but I like it in this spot. Um, it was such a hard fought challenge. I want to shout out in particular Daisy for single-handedly winning the point, uh, getting rid of Lydia and then just sort of picking off those girls one by one. I think that was absolutely incredible. I think this challenge though, oh, I always worry that someone's going to get massively hurt. And I know that Zach is not a popular player. He's polarizing, but most people would say most people don't like to watch him after the way he treated people on his particular season. I think he's a good character. But yeah, you hate to see someone sort of go out of the challenge like that and, and pop a knee. So look, my heart goes out to him and I really do hope that he doesn't have that negative long-term impact in the game. Another sort of interesting development that we see at the start of the episode is the development of this Little Rascals Alliance. It wouldn't be Survivor if we didn't have to name every single alliance or nickname every single player. Um, and they've really got their sights on people like Henry. Uh, Henry's got a bit of a target on himself at the moment for not voting with the majority of the last tribal council. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see, though, because he does have an idol and he has shown that he's more willing to take risks. So I think 
there's definitely setting up something here. I don't know what it is, but I just want to wait and see how that pans out. It, I mean, it sucks from my perspective because I, I think Nick Henry and uh, Harry are so similar that I would have liked to see them sort of work together and not be at odds with each other. But that's Survivor in, in this grand scheme of things, isn't it? And then we go over to the Yellow Tribe, Vakama, and we see that this Pretty People Alliance of Seven has formed, and it's formed around David. David seems to be this golden god, sex god. <laughs> Everyone loves David. Even Lockie has a bit of a man crush on David. Uh, and AK loves to point this out. He's aware of it. And I think that's a real strength in his game that he can be part of this big alliance but can see where people are forming those connections around and maneuver himself in that way. So I really like this seven. I think it's a fun group of seven to watch. They're very excited to be there. They want to play. So I don't know if this seven's going to like play mateship through the end. I think they might try and go after each other soon. But I, I, I just love this group. I think this is a really fun group and I hope they go far with the Young Attractive crew. And then you've also got, on the other end of things, you've got Matt, Jackie, Moana, Tarzan, and Jericho. And they're just sort of really hating life at the moment, knowing that they're at the bottom, feeling sort of, what well, I wouldn't say desperate, but they're like uncertain about their, their future in the game. And I really do wonder who's going to be the one to make that jump. I think Matt is probably the most likely of those five to actually do something in the game. Uh, and I don't really know about the rest, to be quite honest with you. Uh, so now moving on to the rest of the reward challenge, we see it's going to be a reward for a survivor shop. Now, obviously at this point in the game, people who've seen survivor before Australian survivor in particular know that they love to throw in a moral dilemma. So to my, to no surprise, we see after a long fought reward, these rewards go on for such a long time, typical Australian survivor. And we see Phoebe and Lockie uh, come along to this survivor shop and they're told you can only take five items with you. And immediately, obviously we see the, you know, the piece de resistance of this survivor shop is obviously the reward advantage and you've got to take the reward advantage. So the reward advantage allows for two players uh, to go to a reward that they lose. Uh, I think something that I really want to point out here is that the reward advantage doesn't seem to prohibit other players besides Phoebe and Lockie from using it, despite them saying that when they arrived back from camp. So I think that was a really smart lie by Phoebe and Lockie, but I want to make sure that, you know, obviously if there's any documentation that comes with that particular advantage, they're able to withhold that successfully so that they don't paint a bigger target on themselves. So I'd be really curious to see how that plays out or if it's even shown. I, I don't know if it would be, uh, but I think it was really smart by them to take that particular advantage. Another uh, item that they took from the shop was flint. Obviously makes perfect sense. They didn't have flint. Uh, tarp, again, a really smart decision. And then we get to the cookies, which are so good by production to put the cookies back. And it was really such a great idea because Jericho's tribe had won. Um, and it wasn't Jericho who was at the reward. I would have loved to have seen a parallel universe where Jericho goes to the reward and there's cookies again. Uh, I think that also would have been really funny, but this also played out really well. So you see them take the cookies, 
bring up the idea and and then meanwhile before they went to the reward shop we hear jericho sort of know that there's a moral dilemma he's very clued in this guy's won the game he knows what he's talking about despite you know the fan reaction to his win at the time i actually genuinely think jericho is someone who can read people really well you heard people say it all episode you heard phoebe say it you heard ak sing his praises so i think People, once they meet Jericho, can actually tell that he knows his stuff. They're taking these advantages back home. And Phoebe, once again, plays this so perfectly. She says, I'm going to let Lockie talk because I know that words in this game will undo me and just add more lies where there doesn't need to be. So why let me talk when I could just let Lockie talk? And I mean, Lockie does an all right job. Obviously, people are always going to be skeptical I love that AK literally asked the question, how many items were there? Um, and so I think that, you know, that was a really interesting scene. Um, but then I love that immediately sort of after this, we get a cutaway where Lockie and Brooke and Flick and David and AK and Daisy all come together with Phoebe to share the cookies. And it's just so funny that they do this away from the cookie monster himself. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, obviously in this game, it's shown that rewards have been this bonding mechanism uh, and not just with cookies, you know, with lollies, with the champagne alliance as well. So we clearly see this come to the fore later on in the episode. So now we're at the point of the episode where we reach immunity and Jonathan says, first things first, who has Excalibur? Um, and you have Lockie sort of say that he wants his sword back. So I, I just... I still love that immunity is a freaking sword. I just think that's so original, never been done before. And it's just a lot of fun to just watch people fight over this sword in a such a medieval fashion. But immunity is back up for grabs. They scramble down this cargo net where there's a bit of back and forth. They drop barrels down, place them on a crate. Got to put those sandbag on those barrels. Another throwing challenge. I mean... You know, I, if I was, my number one piece of advice, if anyone was to play Australian Survivor at the moment, would be to get throwing lessons. Make sure your forearms are swole. Just make sure everything is swole because otherwise you're just not going to be able to keep up, it seems. But, you know, obviously being the thrower is such a heavy burden, right? Because you become the hero or you become the like villain in a way if you don't perform. Um, and we see in this challenge that they sit out Tarzan and Tarzan does this dumb thing where he just looks under his sit-out bench like they're going to have an idol under the sit-out bench. I'm sorry. I just, I have to point this out. It's stupid. Tarzan, once again, not an entity in this season and is just going to be there for who knows. They like, I, I mean, at this point, why waste a vote? I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so they go through, they go through the cargo nets uh, I found this really funny. Johnny starts to go up the wrong cargo net and they point it out immediately, um, which was really funny. Um, and then you see the barrels back and forth and Lee kind of gets his redemption against AK, even though, uh, you know, Makuta got there first and Henry did quite well in this challenge as well. So they get immunity for the first time this season and basically guarantee that the karma is going to tribal council. And this is where things get really sort of interesting because we have the rest of the episode sort of pan out as this idea of AK and Phoebe in the middle and the rest, the one group of five on one side 
of old and, uh, you know, underdogs, if you will, and then the attractive, popular, pretty people on the other side. So, I mean, I was watching it and I wasn't really surprised that Phoebe and AK went the way that they did. Like, just knowing who they are as players and who they're going to gravitate towards. And just even knowing that Phoebe has a relationship with Flick and Brooke. And AK sort of has a relationship with Lockie. And David's kind of this new guy and he's got Daisy on board. Like, it all just makes perfect sense to me. And this is where it comes down to tribe divisions and the fact that I actually think these tribe divisions were really poorly thought out. And they're impacting on the game in such a big way where, you know, you've kind of got all these outliers who, of course, are going to band together. Like, it doesn't strike me that Jackie, Matt and Tarzan, as the three most older players on that tribe, are going to stick together. It just makes perfect sense on paper that they would. Um, And so people are really kind of playing into their roles and not really going above and beyond that, which, I mean, is fair enough, right? I don't blame you. You're going to play to your archetype. So after they came back from the challenge, we see that the immediate target is on Moana because let's face it, she did F all in the challenge. And Moana is someone in the past who I've had really, I've had a lot of issues with Moana. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Moana is someone who has quit the game, has spent the whole time sour, really does not want to be there. She, she it's, it's one of those people She strikes me as one of those people from what I've seen on screen as someone who, if she gets her way, she's good. But if she doesn't get her way, she'll take her bat, go home, take her bat, complain, or not really engage. And we hear this from other players in the game. We have a lot of people say, Moana's not really playing a social game right now. Uh, Moana's not even trying. Moana's not wanting to go beyond herself and build her relationships. She has this pre-existing relationship with Matt from her season but she doesn't really have a relationship with anyone else or the bigger alliance in the game. She's not playing to win. Um, So I just feel that in this particular point, you know, the group's all there, they're deciding who they're gonna target. And we have David, the golden god, sort of chime in and say, well, no, I actually want Jerry out. And I think this is such a bad move on David's part. Now prove me wrong, but I, I just think it's so boring to just want to keep these kinds of players around and vote out the winner because, oh, they've won before. Um, while it was funny and while, you know, the whole Cookie Monster storyline this episode was quite amusing, I think for their long-term longevity in terms of winning challenges, I think Moana is someone that they needed to vote out at this episode. Prove me wrong, but that's just how I feel about it. Um, you know, if they vote out Moana, they are so stacked. I could see them go on such a big run. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't to be. David throws this out there and everyone kind of just goes along with it, um, which I don't blame them for. Um, and so we get to Tribal Council. There's a bit of banter back and forth and we see Jericho make one last play. And this is what I love. You know, Jericho knows he's on the block. He knows that this is do or die for him. He knows that he can only swap uh, or change Phoebe and AK's minds. But he makes that one last play and he puts on these crocodile tears. And look, was it great acting? No. Would I nominate Jericho for an Oscar? No, mate. But I love that he is willing to try and put himself out there and go down swinging. 
That's what I want from every survivor player is that ability and that hunger to want to play well in the game. And I just think that he, he's done that um, and he's made this pitch. Um, what I found really interesting as well was AK's comment that it was a live tribal. And I don't, and I'm so curious, I would love to chat to him about this and ask him this question. Was it actually a live vote or was he saying it? Because I think if he's just saying it, um, and I know they cut away faces and they try and make it look like people are reacting to people's words when they're not. Like that is just something that they do. It's not some conspiracy theory. Uh, but I genuinely thought that that was painting a bigger target on his back, which I don't want to see because I want to see him succeed. So I'm so curious to see if people will react to that quite negatively or whether they'll just like a water off a duck's back, let it roll off them. Um, and, and just know that AK is with them and that AK was playing it up for TV or to keep Jerry on side, just maybe in the event that he might have had an idol or something. You never know in the game, right? So after this discussion, they go up to vote and we see Jericho straight up basically say, I'm really banking on Phoebe and AK's votes tonight, so hopefully my Suki Lala has convinced them to swing. I love that he called it Suki Lala. That's such a great line and it's something I've always used as well. Uh, so it's um, really funny to see him say that. Uh, but obviously we know that the Suki Lala doesn't convince them to swing. We see Jonathan basically read the votes in the, you know, the most long drawn out process. But we get to this point. It's Jericho, seven votes to five, five votes on Daisy. We can tell who voted for who. Uh, and Jericho mutters, it's all good. First time for everything right. Basically, exactly like what Shane said last night. It was I felt like it was deja vu all over again. But, you know, this time around, I actually feel like, as opposed to Shane, who was just on the outs of her tribe from Day Dot, um, and just kind of, you know, the grandma sort of sneaking in every now and then and constantly looking for idols or being this chimp politics kind of person, we've got Jericho there, who just, I think people have a lot of love for Jerry. And they all voted him out because they knew he could win again they knew that they loved that their love for jerry could cloud their judgment that their friendship with jericho could cloud their judgment so i think it makes perfect sense you know um so now we're going to move on to the preview for tomorrow night obviously this is being billed at something as the most epic tribal in survivor history in australian survivor history and i I mean, it looks quite mental. I mean, we've got things on both sides that could play out. We've got Henry with an idol. Uh, we've got two big groups that have formed on the Yellow Tribe. Uh, one that's with four, one with seven right now. And we've got on the Green Tribe, we've got obviously Henry and Michelle seem pretty aligned. And then we've got everyone else who basically voted Shane, except for Lee. And so Lee... Uh, actually on social media, I must say this, explained that he uh, voted for Michelle because they wanted to vote split and then the plan changed to not be a vote split and they did not tell Lee in time. So that makes perfect sense to me as to why Lee voted for Michelle, despite everyone obviously watching it last night being like, what the hell, Lee? Um, so there's normally a reason for every uh, player as to why they vote the way that they do. And we might not get it in the time, but I think that... It would have been great if that was kind of shown to us in the edit a little bit more. I mean, you know, Australian Survivor has this extra time to play with. You don't have to show us all of the challenge points, you know. Like, I know that you edit down challenge points anyway. So, 
maybe cut some of that down and show us more of the maneuvering around tribal if the vote's interesting enough maybe i don't know i don't produce the show i'm just a fan like everyone else so uh now we're going to give i think player of the episode to someone and uh for me i think it has to be phoebe i think phoebe was incredible tonight she played the shop incredibly well she was in the middle but i think in a way that didn't really attract the ire of people on either side just uh, really putting herself out there but I think she was someone who actively made the right decision for her game and I think she's someone who'll go very far indeed so Phoebe all the way she's my player of the episode um, it'll be so curious to see what happens tomorrow night um, I'm pulling for my players my favorites to stay in the game so uh, if you like this episode be sure to tell a friend uh, and subscribe uh, I am trying to get this up on iTunes at the moment, so it's pending approval if that is your preferred podcatcher method, but we are on Anchor FM and we are on Spotify. So, uh, I mean, that's all from me and uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks. Bye.